I supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. What? We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Dodge this. I'm the best in the world. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold sets up. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Steak Sauce Podcast. I'm your host, Bugs Brian. We're going to get into the NCAA Trends of the Week. Starting off with our afternoon games, we have Baylor taking on West Virginia. This is going to be a tricky game, as a lot of the trends point to Baylor, but one big trend points against Baylor, and that is that they are 0-4 in Morgantown. That's a pretty interesting thing, considering that means that since West Virginia's come into the Big 12 back in 2012, that they've never lost a home game to Baylor. But Baylor does come in as a three-point favorite, which isn't a big spread. Their offense does generate a lot more yards and points than West Virginia has been putting up recently. I'm personally going to still take Baylor, uh, thinking that they crack crack the, the W finally. But home is 5-2 and two against the spread. Baylor is 0-4 in Morgantown. The safer pick would just be to take the under. Uh, a lot of the trends point towards the under. For Baylor, the under is 4-0 versus teams with winning records, 5-1 after allowing over 170 yards in the air, 5-1 after a spread win, and 4-1 in their last five. West Virginia, a lot of under trends as well. They are 5-0 on the under after going over 280 passing. After getting less than 20 points, they're 4-0. They're 4-0 on the under after a loss, 6-0 on the under as a dog, 6-0 in their last six conference games, and 6-1 in their last seven overall. So the under seems to be a really strong trend here. Pretty sure I'm going to be taking the under here. I might throw in Baylor for some juice, but the safer pick here is definitely the under. Uh, Moving on to TCU versus Texas. TCU's trends are all pretty much looking towards the over. And on the flip side, Texas is a bit of a mixed bag, having a few overs trends, a few unders trends. But TCU isn't looking very good as of late in the month of October. Uh, they're one in six against the spread in October. They're one in four on the road. They're one in four as a road dog. They're one in four in the last five. 0 oh and six on field turf, and 0 oh and six after allowing more than 200 yards rushing. Texas is 4-1 in their last five against the spread, 4-1 after a straight-up win, 6-2 after getting more than 200 yards rushing, 8-3 after allowing more than 40 points, and 5-2 after a spread loss. Home in this series is 4-1 against the spread uh, in the last five games between TCU and Texas. The under is 4-1 as well, but TCU is 5-1 against the spread in the last six between these two. A lot of the signs point towards TCU covering and the over, but there are quite a few counter trends, so it's hard to judge which one will be more prevalent tomorrow. TCU's coming off a very tight game against Iowa State that saw them put up 34 points, losing by a field goal, and Texas is coming off a 119 total point showdown with Texas Tech, where they put up 63 in an overtime victory. Both teams have showed a lot of scoring ability, so if the spread is something you want to avoid here, the over should be good, as both teams have scored over 40 points or sorry, over 35 points. If you wanna get greedy, you could take TCU to cover as well. Next game, we have UNC versus Boston College, and UNC is pretty much red hot since having Mac Brown take over. 
4 and 0 overall against the spread, 5 and 0 after allowing less than 170 yards passing, 5 and 0 after a win larger than 20 points, 5 and 0 as the favorite, 8 and 2 after allowing less than 20 points, 21 and 7 after allowing 275 yards, sorry, less than 275 yards total. They're 5 and 2 in October, and a lot of overs trends here for them and Boston College is more of a mixed bag, but leaning towards the under. North Carolina, their overs are five and one as road favorites, nine and two on the road, four and one after a spread win, four and one in October, and four and one versus winning records, six and two after a win, and six and two versus winning road record. Boston College has quite a few under trends as five and over, five and zero overall, four and zero as a dog, six and one versus winning road records, 20 and eight after getting less than 100 yards rushing, 14 and six after a spread loss. Now, since Mac Brown's return to the Tar Heels, they've kind of slowly gotten more and more consistent and have done very well against the spreads. The Heels come into this one riding quite a few favorable spread trends and should be a solid choice here, with the only question mark is whether you're gonna risk and add the over under. The trends don't exactly scream to go one way or the other, if I was projecting without using those, I would personally lean towards the under as both teams put a lot of emphasis on the defensive side of the ball. But I really like UNC to cover here. Next game on the docket, we've got Ole Miss versus Kentucky for some SEC action. The over in this game is probably the safest play to me with Lane Kiffin now in action as the Rebels head coach. I expect much more aggressive play calling going forward from Ole Miss. Kentucky is coming off a loss to Auburn that saw Auburn pull away in the fourth quarter on two passing scores from Bo Nix. Ole Miss got 443 in the air against the Florida Gator defense, but also allowed the Gator offense to look like world beaters. So although the Rebels are trending towards an under, I do think the coaching here needs to be considered as well, since a lot of the recent history with Ole Miss doesn't necessarily account for their loss of scholarships. So in the trends here, Ole Miss is 6-2 against the spread overall, 6-2 in their last SEC games, 5-2 after a loss, 5-2 on grass, 3-7 versus losing records, 1-10 after a double-digit loss. That one seems to be the one that screams the most to me because it's not very common to get double-digit losses uh, for SEC teams. But again, considering the fact that they've been on a scholarship ban for a while, that is something to kind of consider here. A lot of unders trends though for the old Miss, but again, I think this is very tied into the lack of scholarships. You've got under as 4-0 after allowing more than 280 yards in the air. 5-0 after a loss, 4-0 versus losing records, 6-1 after gaining 450 yards, 4-1 overall, 8-3 in conference play, 20-8 after allowing more than 40 points, 5-2 after a spread loss, 10-4 as a dog, 5-2 on grass, and 5-2 on the road. Again, though, it's, it's tough to lean on those ones for this one particularly for me just because of Lane Kiffin and his ability to draw very good offensive plays. Um, on the flip side of this, for Kentucky, they've got a mixed bag of overs and unders as trends. They're unders trends. They're 6-0 in October, 14-3 in conference play, 8-2 after a loss, 9-3 after a spread loss, 11-4 after scoring less than 20 points, and 7-3 on grass. Flip that around, they're over trends, 4-1 in the last five, 7-2 as a favorite, 10-3 as a home favorite, 8-3 at home. I like the over, but this could be a trickier play. Uh, another SEC game on the schedule is LSU versus Vanderbilt. LSU is coming off their first loss at home since losing to Alabama in 2018. 
Vanderbilt is coming off a defensive power struggle against A&M that only saw 29 total points scored. The Commodores were able to hold A&M to 372 total yards and 17 points in their SEC opener. Both teams are looking to get in the win column, but LSU should have more urgency this weekend if they all plan to make a push for the college football playoffs. Take LSU to cover if you want extra juice. The under is 4-1 in the last five meetings between these two teams. However, all of the LSU trends do scream over. So with the total at 50.5, this decision will fall on how many points you think LSU can put up. Vandy, in my projection, gets anywhere between 13 and 21. So based on that, I think it's up to you to decide what LSU scores for yourself. But a quick cap on the trends for the overs for LSU, 4-0 after allowing more than 40 points, 4-1 versus losing records, 6-1 on road games, 4-1 as the road favorite, 4-1 on field turf, 6-2 overall, and 5-2 as a favorite. Against the spread, they're 6-1 in their last seven road games, 5-1 after a spread loss, 4-1 overall, 4-1 as the favorite, 4-1 as the road favorite, 4-1 on field turf, 15-5 in October, 16-7 in conference play, and Vanderbilt is begging you to pick against them. The only positive trend they have is that they're 5-2 after a spread win, but then it's all downhill. 3-7 as a dog, 3-7-1 in October, 4-10 overall, 2-6 after a loss, 2-6 in conference play, 2-6 on field turf, 1-6 versus losing record, 1-8 as a home dog, and 1-9 after gaining less than 275 yards. I like the LSU pick here. Now Auburn versus Georgia probably has my play of the week as both teams have screaming trends on the unders. For Auburn, Unders are hitting 4-1 in conference play, 13-4 as a dog, 6-2 as a road dog, 6-2 on grass, 5-2 overall, 5-2 versus winning home record. For Georgia, these are all unders as well, 6-0 after a W of more than 20 points, 7-0 versus winning record, 5-0-1 versus winning road record, 8-1 as favorite, 7-1 after allowing less than 20 points, 7-1 on grass, 6-1 after a win, 13-3-1 overall, 12-3-2 in the conference, 25-7-1 as the home favorite, 28-9-2 at home overall. Head-to-head, -head, Auburn is 0-6 in Georgia, 1-6 in the last seven, 10-4 for the home team, 9-2 for the favorite, under is 6-1, and 4-0-1 in Georgia. Georgia and under, play of the week. Next, we have an ACC matchup between Virginia and Clemson. Now this is a bit of a trickier game to play as Clemson has yet to cover a spread this year, but also has yet to play a full four quarters. It is difficult regardless of how large the spread is to bet against Clemson, but Virginia is coming off their first game against Duke where they started to get it together in the second half. One thing I do like is the over, despite Clemson's trends pointing towards the under. Virginia has enough trends towards the over, grouped with the head-to-head -head trends that I'll go through shortly, where Clemson goes over at home, and this would be enough to sway me to go over. And the Clemson spread is currently at 28 and a half, which is still a lot to cover. So Virginia in their last five is against the spread are four and one overall, four and one on grass, 12 and four versus a winning record. Now, a couple bad trends here. They are two, five and one after a win, one, three and one after a spread win and one and four on the road. But all their trends say over, which are seven and overall, five and oh in the conference, 
4-0 after a win, 8-0 on grass, 4-0 versus winning records, 6-1 after a spread win, 9-2 versus home winning records, and 4-1 as a dog. Clemson has a lot of undertrends going in their direction as they are 5-1 as the favorite, 4-1 after allowing less than 20 points, 4-1 after a spread loss, 4-1 after a win of more than 20 points, 4-1 on grass, 5-2 overall, and 9-4 in the conference. But like I said, the head-to-head -head has all the games in Clemson as going over in the last four matchups. And the favorite is also 4-1 here, but the only thing that I would probably lean towards is just taking the over in this game. I just, I'm not a fan of 28-point spreads. They're just too big. But Clemson is more than capable of covering, but there's also no incentive for them to cover because everyone knows how good they are. They don't have to beat up on teams to still get their respect. Next, we have a Big 12 matchup with Oklahoma and Iowa State. Um, this is a tough matchup to project as well as both teams are kind of looking to not let their season slip away very early. All the trends are going against each other here and both teams seem to be compounding their failures as both have many negative trends coming into this one. Coming off a straight up loss to Kansas State, the Sooners made too many sloppy plays to keep Kansas State from chipping away till the W. Iowa State came off a squeaky win over TCU after a very slow opener where they only put up 14 points against Louisiana Lafayette. They did manage to get back on track though, putting up 37 last week against the Horned Frogs. Couple that with Oklahoma's sense of urgency to not let their season slip away before it starts, I do expect a lot of points here as neither team can afford another loss without jeopardizing a playoff push. But getting into these negative trends, you have Oklahoma against the spread 3-7 versus losing records, 2-6 as the favorite, 2-7 in their last nine, one and four after a spread loss, one and four as the road favorite, one and five on grass, one and five on the road, one and six in Big 12 play, 0 oh and six after getting 280 yards passing. Iowa State against the spread is five and one as a home dog, 23, eight and one in October, 19, seven and one as a straight up dog, five and two after getting more than 200 yards on the ground, but then 0 oh and six in their last six, 0 oh and four, after a spread loss, 0-3-1 after a W, 0-4 in the Big 12, 0-4 on grass, 0-5 at home. What do you what do you pick when both teams say don't pick me? Um, head to head in this matchup, the Sooners are 0-4 against the spread in the last four. The over is 7-1, and the underdog is covered four straight times. And moving on to another SEC matchup, we have Arkansas at Mississippi State. This particular game won't get much of an explanation as you guys will come to see on this show. I have quite a bit of a coaching crush on Mike Leach, who many credit as the pioneer of the air raid offense. Fun fact, NFL head coach Cliff Kingsbury once played under Leach at Texas Tech, then copy pasted his air raid offense, landing himself an NFL coaching job. This alone is enough for me to take any over in a game that involves Mike Leach as a coach. But to be a little more analytical, in case that's not enough, the over is 4-1 in the last five games in this head-to-head, -head, and 5-1 in the last six in Starkville. The only part of the over that does scare me just a little bit is that it might need the Bulldogs to put up 51, which honestly is always a possibility, as Mike Leach doesn't take his foot off the gas. Score fast, score often is his philosophy. Mississippi State against the spread is 6-1 as the home favorite. 5-1 versus teams with a losing record, 11-4 at home, although 1-4 after a win, 1-5 after a spread win, and 2-5 in the SEC. Arkansas is just screaming not to pick me though as they're 3-7 in the last 10 conference games against the spread, 4-10 overall, 2-5 after a loss, 
three and eight as a dog, one and four after a spread win, one and five after getting more than 100 yards rushing, one and six as a road dog, one and five versus winning record, one and five on the road, one and six on grass, and 0 oh and four in October. That just screams don't take me. I like the over here and Mississippi State should cover. All right, moving on to another ACC game. We have Virginia Tech at Duke. Now Tech put a beating on the NC State Wolfpack last week, winning by more than 20. Duke hasn't been able to score 21 yet while playing Virginia, Boston College, and Notre Dame. This matchup isn't any more favorable as they're 10 and a half point dogs here. I like Tech to cover, but I'm more sold on the under as Tech has a high quality defense and Duke has yet to show any offensive firepower through three games. So a quick look at the trends here. We'll show you that Virginia Tech against the spread is 6-1 in conference play, 4-1 after a spread win, 8-2 after scoring 40 points, 4-1 after a W, 6-2 overall, 5-2 on grass. This is where it gets a little bit away, where they're 4-10 as a favorite, 7-22 as a road favorite, and 1-5 versus teams with losing record. Their over-under trends are a bit of a mixed bag as the under is 5-1 after a spread win, but 8-3 is over in conference play. Under 5-2 after scoring more than 40 points, over is 5-2 on the road, under is 17-8 in October. Now Duke has been playing terrible football. A lot of their trends are negative. I think I see two positive spread trends which have them 11-3-1 as a dog and 15-5-1 after allowing more than 280 total yards. They are also 5-1-1 at home versus teams with a winning record. However, 2-5 is an underdog, 2-6 in conference play, 2-7 overall, 1-4 versus winning record, 1-5 following a spread loss, 1-5 in October, 1-6 after a loss, and 1-6 on grass. Head-to-head -head trends, the under is 5-2 in the last seven. The road team is 5-2 against the spread. The dog is 6-1, and, and the under is 4-0 at Duke. The easy pick here should be the under, but I also do like Tech to cover as Duke has not showed me enough quality football through three games. SEC matchup here, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban. Alabama takes on Texas A&M. One thing you learn while watching NCAA football is that you don't roll against the tide at home. And Jimbo Fisher has not performed particularly well against Nick Saban since joining the SEC as head coach of the Aggies. Last year, they lost by 19 and 22 the year before. And both of these games with the two coaches have gone over, but that's due to Alabama scoring 47 and 45 respectively. The spread is currently sitting at 18, which has attracted 70% of the betting public to bet Alabama, including myself, roll tide. Quick look at the trends here though. A&M has a few favorable. They are 10-2 after allowing less than 20 points. They're 4-1 in their last five conference games, 17-8 on grass. However, 9-20 in October, 1-4 versus winning records, and 1-5 after scoring less than 20 points. A lot of unders trends here for A&M as they're 5-0 in their last five overall, 4-0 in conference, 4-0 on grass, 5-0 on the road, 9-2 in October, 4-1 after a spread loss, 4-1 as a road dog, and 7-2 after allowing less than 20 points. Alabama comes in with a couple of favorable spread trends and a balanced over-under trend sheet. They are 5-0 against the spread after a spread loss, 4-1 in October, However, they are 4-9 after a win and 3-7 in conference play. The under 
is at 4-1 after a spread loss, as well as 21-9-1 at home versus winning road records. The over is 8-1 after a win, and 7-3-1 in conference play. I'm not sure if I would touch the total here, although a lot of the trends should say under by the trends following Texas A&M. And the two games have gone over between Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban, but there's just not enough here for me to commit. I will commit to Alabama though. And my last game of the week, and this is probably my favorite underdog, is Texas Tech at Kansas State. Coming off a wild shootout with the Longhorns, the Red Raiders are looking to finish the job this week. My gut here says that Kansas State is also primed for a letdown performance after the outright upset against the Sooners. Watching that game, it was really hard for me to tell whether the Sooners' mistakes outweighed the Wildcats' playmaking that kept them in the position to win. This, after all, is the same team who lost outright to Arkansas State and let that team score 35. The 63.5 total seems like a joke given Texas Tech's scoring power and lack of a defense. I also love Texas Tech outright and not just on the spread. Although head-to-head -head, Texas is 2-7 in the last 9 matchups here, the over is 9-2-1 and, and the underdog is 4-0. Texas Tech is 4-1-1 against the spread as the underdog, 11-5 after scoring more than 40. Although 2-6 on the road, 2-7 after a loss, and 1-4 after accumulating 450 total yards. I didn't even bother writing down the Texas Tech over-under trends because they're all over, and that's just because they're Texas Tech. So let's move on to Kansas State really quick. Uh, against the spread, they're 7-1 in conference play, 8-2 after a win, 4-1 versus winning records, 8-3 after allowing 450 total, 12-5 overall, 7-3 after a spread win, but 6-13 as home favorite, and all their trends pointed towards under. Again, this is a Texas Tech team that is still looking to finish the job versus a Kansas State team that may have had their Super Bowl last week. We'll see what happens there, but put me in for the over and Texas Tech on the money line. So to quickly recap our picks for tomorrow, the under in Baylor versus West Virginia, and you can take Baylor on the spread for greed, although Baylor doesn't have a great record in West Virginia. The over in TCU versus Texas, and TCU to cover for greed. UNC to cover outright, take the over in Ole Miss versus Kentucky. LSU to cover, and the over for greed. But the play of the week is Georgia and the under in the Auburn game. Over in Virginia versus Clemson, and Virginia on the 28 and a half if you want to get greedy. Over in Iowa State versus Oklahoma, I do like the Sooners to cover, but it's honestly a coin flip. Both teams do need to get their win, otherwise two losses puts you out of the playoff. Over in Mississippi State versus Arkansas, under in Virginia Tech versus Duke, Tech on the spread if you want to get greedy. Alabama to cover versus A&M, Texas Tech on the money line, and the over. That's the recap for the NCAA picks for tomorrow. And now for our Steak Sauce Podcast trivia question. The Notre Dame football players, before running onto the field, slap a yellow sign for good luck. What does that sign say? Your answer on the next episode of the Steak Sauce Podcast. And that concludes another episode of the Steak Sauce Podcast. I appreciate you listening. Join me again Saturday, and we'll go over the NFL picks. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Deep off field. That goes up to it. Back down the wall. It's out of here. 
supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. What? Not a game. We're talking about practice. Dodge this. I am the best in the world. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold sets up. Bro, what are you talking about, man?